two first session of Average Adventuring Party, where we realized far too late don't actually have a damn catchphrase. So I thought we'd start with a brief player introduction, system introduction, to let everyone know who we are and what we're about. Uh, I'm today's GM. My name's Gary. Uh, so just a little bit about myself. I've been playing RPGs since the early 90s. Never knew what some of them meant, but still played them. I also sometimes made the rules up wholesale, which is great practice for running with these guys. So speaking of these guys, I've known them for uh, like five, six years, some more, some less. I've been running weekly games for like two to three of those years for them. Uh, and for like the last two years, I've really wanted to make a podcast of our games. Uh, and not just our games, but the whole kind of process around the games. I really want to document everything and show the trials and tribulations not of just being a player or being a game master, but also uh, what it takes to actually make a podcast and do the whole thing and get it running. So that's my goal for this group. I don't want to just have quality content. I do want to show all the behind the scenes stuff and we'll be getting that through Patreon, through Twitter, through the Facebook groups and all that. Just forewarning everybody, Please be patient with us. None of us have any idea what we're doing. Uh, each of us knows a little bit, and to get together we make like one functional uh, entertainer. So we're basically starting with no budget, no gear, uh, sometimes a lot of talent, but sometimes we fake it till we make it. So just keep that in mind. And one more thing, since I know someone's gonna say it, this is not an original idea, but we're not setting out to reinvent the wheel. We just wanna tell our stories our way, and that's what we're about. On my left, we have Mike. Mike is playing a character named Iacus. If you want to tell us a little bit about yourself. Uh, hey guys, I'm Mike. Um, I've been a player for about 15 years. I've uh, been a GM about 10 years. Uh, it's nice to be a player again. Um, as I go through uh, in this session, I will be playing Iacus. I am a Minotaur monk. Iacus running water We'll learn a lot more about them as we introduce uh, some of these other characters. I don't want to spoil anything too much right now. But yeah, we're, we're really setting out to have a good time. A lot of humor. Um, a lot of just party building. And so we hope you enjoy the ride. Cool. Also on my left, we have Ray. She's playing Suna. Hi, I'm Ray. I've been playing... I played when I was a teenager, but otherwise I've only been playing for about five years. I'm just looking forward to being a fox person gonna be fun that's what they always think so on my right we have steve playing galdrian hi i'm steve i've been role-playing in tabletop games probably since about 2010 uh but have been actually doing other kinds of role play for much longer than that uh, i'm playing galdrian he is a elven bard he is offensively pretty and he is pure of heart but dumb of ass i picked up Galdrian because I am actually a uh, composer by trade, and so the idea of playing a bard in a fantasy setting uh, as an adventurer really appeals to me. Alright, and also on my right we have Stephanie. Hi, I'm Stephanie. I will be playing your very grumpy rogue! The <laughs> 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 character right now. Okay, uh, Art of the Balahana. She, well, we're just going to go with grumpy here. Okay. Uh, also, if you look at our Patreon or any of our stuff, the, I'm the one who does the art. So, uh... I'm glad you do, because I can't even draw a stick figure. You should be very glad I'm disinvested. <laughs> We're going to go ahead and get started on the game in just a second. I want to talk about the game a little bit. Uh, the rule set we're using is called 13th Age. I picked it up within the last year or so. It's been out a couple of years. 
Um, the best I can describe it, it's a D20 game that's a solid mix between uh, the old 4th edition D&D and something like Pathfinder or 5th edition that's a little bit more mainstream. It kind of heavily borrows concepts from both. If you're familiar with either of those systems, you should be able to pick it up and understand at least the basics of where we're going. Any specific mechanics or any questions that these guys have will we'll pick up an answer during gameplay or after the session. We're going to start off with Iacus. So imagine, if you will, just the largest snow-covered mountain you've ever seen. To put it into perspective, this mountain is so high that you can't see the peak from the ground. It's hundreds of miles across. That's where Iacus has, has found himself for better or worse. He's in a, a just snow and ice-covered pass. Off in the distance over there, maybe a couple of miles away, there's basically an opening, and far, far off in the distance you can see the snow gives way to tundra, which gives way to just muddy, horrible, silty ground. Right beyond that is an extremely bustling city. You've been pretty much camped here. It's, it's taking you weeks to climb this mountain in pursuit of your quarry. You've been kind of just camping out behind them, more or less a day or so behind them at all times. And that's where we'll cut in. If you want to go ahead and give us a description of Iacus. Iacus is uh, probably about a good eight, nine feet tall, giant minotaur. Um, he's a spike jack, um, so he's, think, kind of a cowboy. Um, duster, uh, spiked bracers, he does have on his cowboy hat. Um, and he has short tan fur with modeling across it right now covered with uh, snow and ice and just generally displeased because he is a warm weather cow. <laughs> mm -hmm. That's pretty weird. Like you're, do you sleep in a tent? Do you sleep out in the open? No, he, he sleeps in a tent. Um, he keeps a nice little uh, stone ringed campfire because even here he has to practice safe forestry. O only <laughs> moo can prevent forest fires. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> We'll say you're you're probably just waking up. the The sun is slowly creeping over the the horizon, which is is still kind of like it's not as pleasant as it should be because it's diffused with this this horrible snow that's just constantly everywhere. And you like chuck out last night's coffee or yesterday's coffee, and uh, you know get your fire started back up. As you do, you sort of look off over towards that town, but you see three just golden pillars of light that are reaching just all the way to the heavens, and that's one of the things you've been told to watch for. About damn time. If, you, uh, if you'd like, at, at any given point, you know, you can kind of look around, and there's an indigenous people here called the Frost Elves, mm -hmm. and they just kind of hang out a lot. Mostly they, they end up rescuing people from themselves as they're dumb enough to try and climb this mountain. Yeah. Because, uh, you know, a lot of people are like, hey, I, I, I did a thing. Uh, I can totally climb that mountain, and then they find out the hard way that they can't. You know, like, you probably look over, and there's a couple of them just hanging out over there. They don't appear to see that at all. I mean, it's immediately noticeable to you. Well, this is a sign I've been looking for. I'm going to go ahead and start breaking camp and heading in that direction, seeing if I can find the source and finally get off this godforsaken tundra. As, as Iacus starts, uh, like, he, he probably had flint in hand to, to start his, his fire... You know, sees that happen, just kicks some snow over it, 
packs up his stuff, and the last we see of him is trudging, you know, his gear over his shoulder, trudging towards that town. So we'll cut to the town itself. The three of you, which is to say Galdrian, Ardith, Suna, and Ardith's younger sister, Shannara, have been in town for about a day. And we'll go ahead and go around the table. Uh, Steve, if you want to describe Galdrian. Yes, uh, Galdrian is a wood elf. Unlike many elves, he is fairly tall, standing at about six foot. He has very long, just naturally beautiful golden hair. He dresses in fine yet practical clothing. Uh, He likes to wear a lot of vibrant colors. He is offensively pretty. I mean, you see this guy and you're not sure if you want to kiss him or slap him. That's basically what he looks like. Sometimes you want to do both. Any obvious weapons or gear? He carries a sword in a uh, scabbard on his hip. Uh, it's a rapier, but it's just a pretty typical elven rapier. What he does carry, though, everywhere he goes, is his trusty loot. Uh, his loot kind of resembles a traditional medieval loot, but with some elements of a Chinese-style loot. It has that sort of uh, that very intricate woodwork to it, uh, with some engraving on it. Uh, it's fairly well-worn, but in pretty good shape. You kind of, uh, if you were to look at it, you get the feeling that he's had it his entire life, but he's taken excellent care of it. Uh, he is uh, a very well-groomed individual, always has a smile on his face, though that smile does is sometimes broader and wider, and sometimes it's more wry. He just looks like a lot of fun to be with. Speaking of a lot of fun to be with, what uh, what does Artis look like? You want to give us a description? <laughs> See if I can talk this time. Um, Artis is about five five, dark brown skin, longish black hair, usually in a braid over one shoulder. She dresses in well-made clothing, but it's usually very practical, well cared for. But on like some of the edges and some some places where you would brush against brush your hands against without thinking, there's maybe a bit of paint that wouldn't come out, or some charcoal, or maybe something that you're not quite sure what it was, but it might have been an oil or something, something related to paint mediums. She has a pair of long knives sheathed on her her hips, and if anyone's familiar with how knife fighters hold themselves, you could probably guess she's hiding a few more. Somewhere. But Um, no one's brave enough to ask. Oh, no, because um, she has a permanent buzz-off sign over her her head, because her her resting bitch face is beyond compare. It says, I can and will beat your ass don't try it. Uh, Suna, if you want to describe yourself. Uh, Suna is a fox person. She's very simply dressed as she lives in the forest, and that is that is what she protects. And so she lives very simply. She has a staff, and about five foot. She's a fox person. Short hair, by the way. Short hair? Yes, uh, short hair. St- standard, uh, like, orangish red fox? Yep. Also, like I mentioned with the party, is Ardith's youngest sister, Shannara. Shannara is about the same height as Ardith, sort of the same general complexion and hair color. She's very, when I say she's chubby, she's not fat. She's a, a young elf. She's like compared to Ardith, who has, is very sharp. Yeah, Ard- Ardith, has, Ardith has very sharp features. Shannara is about 10 or 15 years younger and hasn't quite grown into it being a teenager herself. She's wearing a black and silver, like a black vest over a sort of a gray silver shirt, some very comfortable traveling pants, 
She has at her hip a, a whip and a knife, but she's also carrying a staff with kind of like a bindle on it. And she has two bandoliers in the, the like the X pattern across her chest that have uh, bags and bottles and all kinds of stuff. And then she has uh, like a belt around her waist with the same thing, and then a belt around each thigh with the same thing. So like I said, you guys have been here about a day, and that's where we'll cut in is... Shannara actually just looking at Ardith and going, can you believe the prices of the art supplies here? Not just the art supplies, but also and she like holds up a, a bag and she's like, this is powdered manticore too. It's hundreds of silver per pound. I could get hundreds of pounds per silver in the authority. I mean, can you believe this? We are in the middle of nowhere. Well, that's no excuse. And she holds it up to Galdry and she's like, and don't even get me started on the instruments. <laughs> well, uh, you know, I tend to just stick with the ones that I accumulate through the years. You can get some very good deals if you know where to look, actually. Uh, oh, God, we're not going to another pawn shop. Oh, come on. No! Oh. She, uh, she kind of looks between you both and is like, I don't know if you've noticed, but there is literally nothing but mud and people with their hands out here. I don't know... Dad gave me a little something before we left, but it's not going to buy us anything here. Well, you don't need to worry about money. Uh, you should know that has a man of music, I oh, am able... Oh, here we go again. Uh, you know that I can bring in some extra income. We just need to get to one of those famous taverns. Shannara looks at Suna. Says, yeah, you weren't here the last time. He... Totally brought in the money by getting us kicked out of the last tavern. Look, it's not my fault that they were so easily offended. I mean, that that song is for all ages, but apparently not all people handle uh, such taboo topics so well. Mm-hmm. She asks, like, "Well, uh, you you may be quote unquote a legendary songster, but I think I found us something a little bit more solid." And she she does give like a look around, and then holds out this kind of crumpled piece of vellum. Where were you keeping that? You don't need to know. I'm curious though. No. Galdry and I have a great many pockets on this outfit. Are you, and she just waves it up and down. <laughs> Are you gonna take it? All right, all right, all right. Uh, Galdry reaches out and takes it and kind of uncrumples it and smooths it out. Says, uh, you know, you 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 could have folded it, you know. I was in a hurry. And when you unfold it, you clearly see where there was like a nail hole in it, and she ripped it off of a billboard, and then just apparently crumpled it in her hand. But it is a call for the the Mountaineer Guard, and it goes something along the lines of, hey, are you stuck here without any money because you were dumb enough to climb the mountain unprepared? Well, you can volunteer for the Mountaineer Guard uh, to keep the road safe and earn your way to stay here or to leave. Uh, they have basically a deal with the Frost Elves, the native people, to take people back down the mountain. But it's something along the lines of like a thousand ounces of silver per person that they want to take back. But it advertises like great rate, great pay, tra- travel the travel the caldera, uh, and then has a sign that's just basically like inquire at the, uh, the overlooked Mountaineer Guard Barracks, which you've been here a day and you know just due to the, the yelling and, and the military training is pretty much the center of town. And she goes, see? 
I'll pay you to walk around. It's great. Well, uh... I mean, you didn't pay us to walk up the mountain. <laughs> well, uh, it wouldn't be the most meany thing I've ever done for money. I've done children's birthday parties before. <laughs> she, uh, she reaches over and kind of bumps Suna and is like, See? I went up the mountain to prove that I knew I could do it. I don't need to get paid. What do we need to get paid for? Right, uh, okay, so <laughs> I think that means that we can all split her cut. <laughs> well, you, you still eat, don't you? I mean, I cook for Galdrim. And what a cook you are. Yeah, but you need food to cook, right? He can buy it. <laughs> oh. Yeah, you're, you're, you're doing that, are you? That's fair. Why aren't you buying more things? <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, wait. You have all this money with the ability to sing. I, I, I like her. She's onto something. <laughs> you know, the this arrangement mm-hmm. was that Ardith, Shannara, you would... Both accompany me on my travels and, and assist. on the top of mountain. Yes, and you have done admirably so far. I uh, I could not be more thrilled to have two such such skilled and lovely companions. And Suna, your your guidance up the mountain has been absolutely invaluable. And let's not forget. Because I knew how to do it. Let's not forget that she is an excellent cook. But I am here as an adventurer. I am here to strike out and do what I can to... To kill. No, no. <laughs> Sometimes not? there's killing, but, but I prefer to solve problems using my words and my music and my dashing good looks. Boring. That's why we're here. That's why we're here. To yes. make sure it stays boring. Oh. Then why in the world am I with you? Hmm. Well, well... That is a good question. <laughs> You did help me up the mountain, and for that I am very grateful. Uh, I will admit, it was a little touch-and-go at times. Wait, you're a chaos man. That's why she's here. Well, uh, as far as buying you things go, Shannara, I would be more than happy to take you out to town and buy you something nice. Can we not sell some of the paintings she did coming up the mountain? Those are about, you know, the sizes of your hand. I mean... I don't have the materials to do anything bigger. There's some pretty work. Hmm. There's thumbnails. I'm just saying, we could make a lot of money and have the same conversation while walking on a road. We could, but we, what do we need money for? Do we, we have she holds, she, here. She holds up one of these little vials, like she pulls it out of her pocket, and you recognize it. You've been with these guys for a little bit, and you can see that it's, it's one of her healing concoctions. What goes into this isn't free. And the last time I poured one of these on your wounds, you were very thankful that you had it. So if we don't have money, you don't have the ability to get hit in the face and walk away from it. Can we not farm it? Do you no. have a year? She says, this one right here, and she pulls out one and says, this is, um, this is reconstituted uh, Rimmerha's lymph node, and those don't come freely. You can't just go ask for one. You have to go kill it. So, unless you want to go kill some giant frostworms, no. I mean, there's an adventure for you. Giant frostworms. No. Then let's go make money? <laughs> money. <laughs> money, money, yes. Well, like Galdrian said, you don't have to take it. I can I can take it on your behalf. <laughs> yes, it would be very kind of her to do so. Very selfless well, of you, Shannara. Let's Shana. go Thank make you for some money. So, you, know, you know what you can do with that money? You can buy yourself some, fu- some fun spices. Oh, that's not where I thought you were going with that. 
<laughs> you should buy yourself some fun too, but. Ooh, you know what I want to buy for Suna? I want to put her in a dress. It would be so cute. It would be, but is that um Do you suitable to this weather? I'm not bandaging up that many scratches. <laughs> I mean, it'd be fun to watch. I can buy a popcorn. So I'm headed this way <laughs> if we're going to make some money. All right, all right. I guess we should. Uh, speak to this mountain guard and see about uh, what we can do to uh, patrol the area. I'm not really one for uh, military rank. I prefer to be my own boss, as it were, but uh, as long as it's not a year-long commitment or something like that, I think we can make do. Hey, they might know the location of the best tavern, and then you can do the job you like doing. Mm. So as you guys head into the city, you get a good look uh, we'll say the last day or so you probably spent recovering uh, so you haven't really gotten a chance to look at the city the city is um, it's made out of like all the buildings are made out of stone they're particularly squat and it is nothing but mud it, it is basically a melted tundra all the buildings here are under one story except for some reason over there there's a gigantic stone tower and then the the actual Mountaineer Guard barracks, which is a two-story stone building. And there's someone basically sitting on each corner watching over the town. There are a lot of unique-looking individuals here. So you see a lot of elves, but not as you expect frost elves. You see some horse nation, some bear nation, which is to say darker skin, darker hair. You see a couple of eagle nation elves, which are much fairer. You see some from the Sun Chaser Sovereignty, which is the gigantic kingdom northeast of here, uh, and actually where Galdrian and Suna are from. But you also see like, a fair share of half-orcs. Um, you see a decent amount of dwarves, which is to say they are a short, squat people that are made out of stone. Literal stone. They vary in texture and coloration and composition, but for the most part, they are actual living stone people. Uh, now, there are some of them who have more flesh-like tendencies, uh, and as Galdrian knows, because he's, he's been around, those are the dwarves who have been off of their island the longest. Away from their homeland, they start to take on the traits of the people around them. You see a fair number of half-giants, and oddly enough, a large contingent of dragon spawn, which is to say humanoid dragons, of all different colors. Primarily, though, you see blue and green and white. When you get to the center of town, there are several... If you want to think of the, the classic children's lemonade stand set up, where it's just a desk with a banner over the top of it, there are several of those, and they're, they're announcing, pick up your routes here. We'll say there's three of them, and two of them are closed, and the last one has a couple of people in line. Uh, one of whom is about 10 feet tall, 9 or 10 feet tall. He is uh, large, has very rough textured gray skin, has large elephantine ears and a uh, trunk, and has very short stubby tusks. He's dressed in plate mail armor and is carrying a gigantic war hammer just over his shoulder. He goes up to, goes up to this stand. There's a mountaineer guard behind it. And you, you're probably close enough that you can hear him say that they want groups to patrol. That individuals can't go out by themselves for multiple reasons. 
the caldera is dangerous. This guy doesn't take that kindly, gives a big just huff, and walks away. Shannara sees that, looks at you guys, and says, Well, I'm not the face of this group. I believe that's you, Mr. Legendary Singer. I'm so pleased that you've heard of me. (laughs) He won't stop talking about you. Is that so? I said you. He won't stop talking about you. Well, I am my own biggest fan, I suppose. Yes, but you my, are. Also my own harshest critic. All right. Uh, we'll say running around with raw recruits is uh, this large human. He's got on leather armor, and the, the humans that Galdrian has met have a very Romanesque look to them. They tend to wear togas and loose-fitting clothing and things like that. This guy is not. He, he doesn't even look like he knows what that is. He's basically a human V. He's just like huge shoulders, very tapered waist, very well built. He's got a marching baton in one hand and he's just calling out marching drills. And pretty much any time a recruit gets behind, he just slaps him in the back of the head with this this flexible baton. And he was introduced to you as Commander Proudscreen, the commander of the, the Mountaineer Guard here. As he runs his recruits by you, he gives you that like semi-salute and then keeps uh, keeps throwing his chance out and smacking recruits who fall behind. There's a couple of adventurers sort of milling around, and you can see a lot of them are, for lack of a better term, looking for group. They're kind of talking amongst each other. You know, it, it's that situation where you have a bunch of very dangerous, sometimes unstable individuals in the same room, and they have a common goal, but they don't know how to accomplish it. That's kind of what they're doing is they're basically trying to negotiate with each other so that they can pick up patrols. Uh, Looking through those uh, people that are uh, trying to negotiate with one another, uh, trying to group up, as it were, do I see anyone that looks particularly remarkable to me? I know you described a tall uh, elephant man with a giant hammer, and I'm going to sort of be keeping my eye on him. It depends on what what stands out to you. So really think of... The average composition of any adventuring party you've been with, and how wildly variant that's been. And that's how the people are here. Because here in this part of the caldera in Overlook, like I said, this is where all the, the failed climbers get dumped. And usually the people who attempt this are not not your average people. So there there is, you know, that, that elephant man, as I described to you, there are a bunch of full-blooded orcs, which you don't really see those anywhere that you've been. You see a couple of beast people, which is to say kind of like Suna in that they are a humanoid something. We'll say there's probably like some dog people. There's maybe a uh, like a cat person over there. Strangely enough, you see dark elves, which very rarely show themselves uh, and they're just out in the daylight here. Again, it depends on what sticks out to you. Well, I looking at uh, our group right now, I do see that uh, I am the tallest one and somehow probably the beefiest one, despite being a uh, very, very uh, lean but athletic. Are you a dainty uh, elf? I'm not that dainty. And yeah, Galdrian's got pretty broad shoulders for an elf. He's not, you know, super jacked or anything like that. But he is. He, he has a complex. <laughs> he is definitely stronger than average. He is, uh, you know, ten being an average strength. He is a twelve. Thank you very much. <laughs> If you had to rate your strength on a scale of 1 to 20? It is, it is a 12. He is above average. Uh, he he does note that 
any good party needs someone strong and tough. And uh, he's also a little interested. He's never, he's never seen one of these elephant folk before, up close and in person. And he's a very, uh, he's a very curious, very, very interested in other cultures and other peoples sort of person. So he is going to casually approach the giant elephant man and say, uh, "Good day to you, sir. I have, was there an issue?" With signing up for the Mountaineer Guard? We'll say he was talking to somebody, uh, and you, you tap him, and he spins around and says, What? Hmm? Oh, looks down at you. We'll say about this time, Shannara had like turned around to look at something, goes to look back, sees that Galdrian's not signing up with the Mountaineer Guard, looks around, sees you over there with that guy, looks at Ardith. I think we have to sign up for our own jobs now. <laughs> I give him a minute. All right. I know. I know. <laughs> Give him a minute. Uh, so it's just that table right over there, right? Can't one of says, us just go over there and sign up a group? It says patrols here, which I imagine is where you would get your patrols. Do you want to go sign it up? Sign up for us? I don't know. Can you explain to me? Address is what I think it is, right? What do you think it is? This the the whole hoop thingy that chicks wear, more or less. So why would you put me in one and my tail would just hold the back end up and show my butt? No, it wouldn't. It, it would. It depends on how much fabric there is. Or we could always just cut a hole in the back. There's that too. Ah, okay. Okay, yeah, I'll go sign this up. I was just curious. <laughs> Has that been on your mind since we walked over here? Yes. Why would I wear a dress? trying to figure out why you wanted to look at my butt. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll cut back to Galdrian, at which point the this elephantine man says, yes, there was a problem. They only want, and he holds up you know, his hands, which each have three fingers, so he does these like massive air quotes. Adventuring groups. I find myself alone for the moment. Well, uh, you're only alone until you, uh, until you find someone who's, uh, who is willing to have you on, as it were. My name is Galdrian. I come from the Sun Chaser Sovereignty. I happen to be traveling here and am interested in joining the guard myself. He, uh, he holds out just this ginormous hand and says, I am Bayul. Bayul. It is, uh, nice to meet you. I have... Uh, I'm ashamed to say I've never met any of your folk before, but... We do not hail from here. Do not take this the wrong way, little person. Uh, actually I quite tall. Am, oh, well, you're a solid, like, three feet shorter than he is. Yeah. <laughs> he says, I am oath-bound not to work with your people. Ah, uh, uh, yes. The uh, elves have a way of... Hmm defying the natural order of things. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, I am... I understand that. Uh, if it would help you any, uh, I actually... I'm not one such uh, defier of the natural order of things. Strictly natural here. Ah, natural. An oath is an oath, I'm afraid. And while you seem like a friendly enough fellow... I cannot betray my oath. I see. But 
you are well met, and I appreciate the offer. Good tidings to you, then. I hope that you are able to uh, find someone with whom you can group up with and uh, not betray any of your oaths. Oh, there are so many, but I am sure that I can accommodate. A lot of elves, though. Unfortunately. No, no offense taken, by the way. Uh, and he you know, holds out his hand again, shakes yours, and turns back around. He's, you see he's talking to, uh, we'll say, a dwarf and one of those dragon spawn, who just have annoyed looks on their faces because you interrupted their conversation. <laughs> uh, when you turn around, Suna is up at the booth talking to the mountaineer guard. Uh, Galdrin's going to casually stroll up behind her and, and just kind of peer over and listen in. Yep, and we'll say that's at the point Galdrin strolls up and the guard has handed you, really didn't ask for any information. because he, You know, he could see your group clearly, so he counted out four of you, hands you four of these pre-measured bags, basically, and then gives you a tiny little vellum map. There is se- There are several roads highlighted, but uh, there's one in particular that's a very short road, and it, it leads outside of Overlook and down into the Caldera proper, and goes for maybe a couple of miles, and then there's a little way station, and then come back. And at the time that Galdrian walks up, he goes, sorry, this is about all we have left. Everyone else got the better route, so get here earlier next time. So we just protect this area? Oh, no, you... Okay, well, how do I want to explain it? Um, Who do we kill? (laughs) No. Feisty this one. Let me ask you a question. How long have you been here? We've been here a day. Oh, you mean here. (laughs) Yes, here. No, I mean in the caldera. Oh, a day. A day? Okay, well, I'll give you this for free. You don't want to be outside the city gates at night, but some people are dumb. Hmm. And they Hmm. fall victim to the dreaming dark. Why are you looking at me, Ardeth? And no that's reason. mostly what we want you to do. Kill the Dreaming Dark. No. Or if you could. No. I'm trying to think of how to put it to you. You want us to make sure the idiots who are outside, outside, close to dark, get back in? No. No? I want you to make sure that the idiots who are dumb enough to go outside and not come back in, we at least get their remains or uh. make sure that they're dead. So we do kill. No. He just said, said if they're not we dead, are. we kill them. No. There are other but options he, than he, dead. He holds up a hand and he's like, I know but you're... But they were stupid and broke the law. Well, it's not the law. But I know you're new here. Believe me when I say anything caught outside the city gates after dark, it's going to die. We just need you to see if anyone did so that we can... Clear a path. Clear the path. But also check them off against our census. Ah. Okay. We need to make sure that the uh, tax records are up to date. Well, not so much that. It's that some people leave debts or uh, have lodgings, and we need to know if those are available for accommodation and reletting. If if they hold debts and have left goods, their their stuff is sold, and we put that towards their tab. But primarily, we would also like to give them a respectful burial if possible. So you pay us money for picking up dead people off the road. Yep. Yes. Still not technically the most humiliating thing I've ever done for money. Well, you know, there's also some species indigenous to the caldera that are moderately invasive, and if you happen to find any of them... We can kill them. 
I mean, sure. <laughs> she's are, they, are they hurting the I mean, caldera? Listen, I'm not telling you how to live your life, <laughs> but you'll probably know the things that need to be killed because they're going to try to kill you first. Okay. But Fifth. don't, and I'm going to explicitly state this, do not kill people that you just encounter on this road. Thank you for being explicit about that. I'm being very clear. You are is not protected. Is there any animals that we're not allowed to kill and eat that are protected out there? Oh, no. Okay. That's not... We don't... The, the Caldera's ecosystem is pretty self-sustaining. Okay. Elves are very gamey. We, we, we I are. just wanted to make sure that, you know, we, we play it safe. I don't want to hurt anything that doesn't need to be hurt. And, and he does, like, now that you've all sort of walked up, he does recount, gave you the four bags, and says, she has your pay. And I will put it in my bag, <laughs> so you do not waste it in the tavern. I am not a waste. Like I am not a wasteful. I make other people buy me drinks. With a face like this, I never have to buy my own drinks. Okay, so she doesn't buy a bunch of paint. I don't. We need have food and spices and healing paint. potion stuff, so we do not die. And let's not forget your dress. That's very important. You just want to see my butt. <laughs> I can see your butt right now if I want to. I mean, that's true. So why put a dress on it? Because I think it would be amusing. Cute. You said you have uh, an image problem of sorts in the Sun Chaser Sovereignty. Maybe if people saw you as a friendly guardian of the forest. Who talks about killing people. Who only talks about killing people. Gives them a chance to repent and leave the forest before they uh, incur your wrath. No. I don't think that's going to (laughs) work. Look... I'm a bard, and I can tell you that as a bard, we can make anything. Are you gonna try to put bows in my ears too? <laughs> not in my your, ears. No, no, no. You. No. Uh, can it one, not be pink? Not, not pink. I, I'm thinking uh, blue would be a better contrast. A pastel blue. What pastel do you think, Shannara? You look over at Shannara, and Shannara is just like looking up into the sky. I'm going to put a bow in her hair, though. I'm and good she, with that. I'll hold her down. She, you can she, try. She's just staring up into I the sky. Both of you down. And she looks you down at Galdrian. Try. And then she stares up into the sky and looks down at Ardith. What's up? She uh, points. Look up. You, you, up. You, you both look up. There's basically a pillar of gold light coming off of each of you. Do we know what that means? You and Shannara do. Oh, shit. Shannara reaches into a, uh, a pocket and pulls out a little leather journal. Mm-hmm. It's like, flip, flip, flip. Flip, 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 flip. Ah, crap. What does it say? Uh, we've been gone for more than a year. Time flies when we're having fun, doesn't it? Wandering bard. She, she... Somehow I'm not surprised here. Also mountain. She puts, uh, puts her notebook back and just shrugs off. Like, she unclips her bandolier and shrugs off her vest. And then just pulls down one shoulder of her shirt and then turns around so Ardith can see. Shit. And... Like, very slowly, this tattoo is starting to form itself on her back. Okay, okay. And start pulling her shirt back up. Okay, we'll, we'll deal with this. They're undressing and <laughs> staring at the sky, Suna. Oh, so we, we can be all natural here? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, no. Here, let me... No. I, well, how come she can do it? I, I have her shirt back on. And she has. She's gotten dressed back up. So now are you going to want a glowing light on me, too? You cannot see it. Oh. 
They're they're basically just like pointing at the sky and talking about stuff. And when Shannara turned around, there was nothing on her back, on even her back. though Ardith appeared very concerned about what she saw on her back. See, we need more healing stuff. Mm. Mm-hmm. Uh, There's obviously something wrong with her back. Oh, um, <clears throat> I mean, I second the opinion we're going to need more healing stuff. Uh, you know this means the authority is going to be after us. Yeah. The, we deal with it when it becomes a problem. I'm certain that we can come to a, a agreeable uh, arrangement here. I, I Has it really been a year already? Shannara's like, well, I don't know about you, but she and I are safe. It's you who's probably going to find yourself resisting arrest and beaten. Trust me, uh, many have tried. None have succeeded. Uh-huh. She says, well, now we doubly need that money. Which I have, and let's go. All right. Uh, sounds like a plan. Tell me about this uh, patrol that we've uh, agreed to take, or that you've agreed unilaterally to I'm take on behalf of I'm going to point on the map and say this road, we get dead bodies off of it. Mm. Yeah. She's very up. Have you noticed that? <laughs> <laughs> yes, we'll have to talk of killing. Yes, very, very up. I like that energy, but uh, uh, let's let's try to save lives rather than end them. <laughs> Only if they did something good. Wait, you end them if they did something good? No, save. He oh. said save. I'm sorry, that was very ambiguous. Shannara finished adjusting her. her oh, we can we can undress again. No, no. I mean, no, no, not no. In this not, weather, not until you're older. She uh, she adjusts her stuff and she goes, well, I guess there's just the one way out. And when, when she looks over, basically that mountaineer guard has been sitting there the whole time, <laughs> just kind of watching you guys have this little mini freak out. She says, uh, yeah, 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 just the one way out. Right, bye. He gives you a wave. And so we'll bring you lots of dead things. Oh, be still my heart. Please do. If I bring any good game, I want money for it. Uh, you can talk to the butcher. That's not you? No. He, he holds, like, very proudly, puts his thumb in his in his shirt lapel, and is like, no, I work for the guard. Uh, would I happen to know what rank that would be his insignia? Uh, he's basically a new recruit. He, he's got crap duty. Yes, I mean, uh, he's putting up with us. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's having to deal with the, all, all the adventurers, so... What a prestigious position he holds. Let's, let's be on our way and... Be out of this uh, good man's hair, as it were. He has hair? <laughs> sure. As, as you guys are leaving. But I wasn't in his hair. Suda, just walk. Okay. Uh, as you guys are leaving, you notice that you know, there's more of these squat stone buildings. And there is just one matching stone archway that has stone doors that leads out of the city of Overlook into the caldera. And the doors are open right now, but there are two two guards posted. They're mountaineer guards as well. And one of the things you notice is that basically every foot on this wall, there is, what would you call it, a sconce, where you would put a torch on both sides of the wall, uniform. And even the doorway is the same way. It's got holders for torches all around it. And as you approach, the guard holds up his hand and says, he squints at the sun and says, well, I reckon you've got about... Hmm. Twelve more hours of daylight. Well, I can do a lot in twelve hours. Well, mm. make sure that one of the things you do is get back in town. Uh, just your fair warning. You look like outsiders. Never been here before. 
I've never seen you around. Just make sure you're back in town or or at one of our wayposts by dark. Where is the uh, closest waypost on this map? Can you show me? Uh, on the map you that you were given? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the one he's pointing to. It's maybe five, five miles, if that. From the way that it's, it's, I guess, just like the size of the dot on the map, it has to be tiny as compared to the size of the dot that is overlooked. I think that's where we'll wrap for this session, is these guys getting warned to be in before dark and heading out the gate into the, the caldera proper from this town. Official end of episode one. So if you really like to help us make our uh, little nerd collected dreams come true, you can become a patron at uh, patreon.com slash averageadventuringparty. We'd really like to see everybody get signed up for our $3 a month tier, because not only does that get you access to our Discord, we'll actually have a, uh, a machine here with Discord on it live as we, we record, so you'll get to hear the episode a couple weeks early. If you want to follow us, you can follow us on Twitter at average underscore party. Follow us on Facebook. You can send us email at averageadventuringparty.com or averageadventuringparty at gmail.com. Just kind of going around the table. Mike, you got anywhere they can find you? Anything you want to plug? Ray? Nope. Steve? You can check me out on SoundCloud at drbofu. That's Dr. Bofu. SoundCloud.com slash Dr. Bofu. Stephanie? Uh, you can find me on Tumblr, on Twitter, on um, Artful. Where else? Uh, coffee. DeviantArt. DeviantArt. <laughs> Google Images. Any, anywhere that art is stored. Uh, pretty much. Uh, my, my username is Arnlight. A-R-Y-N-L-I-G-H-T. You can see some art. Some some of it's uh, going to be up on our, on our Patreon. Just random stuff, okay? Alright. So like I said, I think that wraps us up. Uh, thanks for listening, everyone. And here's hoping all your adventures are never just average. <laughs>